Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Adventure Comics number 344 and 345. Cover dates, May and June 1966. Cover prices, 12 cents. Cover artists, Kurt Swan and George Klein. Edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring The Super Stalag of Space and The Execution of Matter Eater Lad. Written by Edmund Hamilton. Art by Kurt Swan and George Klein. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. learn that Brainiac 5 is being held as a prisoner of war on a wild asteroid, they fly there to free him. As they arrive, their ship is blasted by bolts of force and crashes. The Legionnaires survive, but are overpowered by android guards and taken captive, along with other superpowered youths from across the galaxy. Are you confused? Wait till you see how many characters there are to keep track of. Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. How's your arm? My arm? Mm-hmm. You had an x-ray, didn't you? I did, as a matter of fact. I had an x-ray yesterday. What's the diagnosis? Washerwoman's arm. Well, that's so common when someone also has fishwife mouth. <laughs> as you do, so. Um, yeah, it's tennis elbow or um, whatever. Um, you don't play tennis. No, or washerwoman, washerwoman's arm is more, much, much more likely. Um, I'd never heard that uh one of my colleagues asked me if I had washerwoman's arm. Um, uh, I, I think I figured out what it was. I, I, th- I thought that I slept on a run, but I think it was that I would, went for a run with Butler, and I and he wears a harness, and I yep. get, try to get him to heal and pulled back on him, and I pulled back too hard. <sighs> Rookie mistake. I know, right? Hey, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm having one of our house specials with just a touch, a touch of pear vodka oh. because we're running out of it and I love right. it so much. Also, it just takes a little bit of pear vodka to give you the pear vodka taste. Sure. Our house special listeners is vodka, cherry flavored seltzer, cranberry juice, and a squeeze of lime. And just a touch of cranberry juice. There's really not a lot of sugar in it at all because the right. seltzer has no sugar. It's in. the mixers that get you. 
Yeah, right. You right. can drink vodka. All, vodka's keto, isn't it? Is it keto friendly? Well, yeah. it's the cranberry juice. That, it's know. cranberry juice and the triple sec used to kill us. We don't touch yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. poison. Yeah, we used to do a, a diet orange soda, but we don't like that. Oh. Not, I'm not, not like sun-kissed. Uh, yeah, not orange crush. Polar orange. It's good. Um, where were hey. we? Well, well, we're reading adventure comics today. We are. Yeah. These are the final two Legion of Superheroes stories written by Edmund Hamilton. Oh. Edmund Hamilton was a longtime science fiction writer. Yeah. Credited with developing the entire subgenre of space opera in the 40s and 50s. Space. What? Space opera. Not literal, not opera like we say. Oh, like soap no. operas? Or? Like, yes. These expansive stories with recurring characters and themes that oh, okay. continuity, which of course, a lot of which he brought to the Legion of superheroes. Um, he also wrote a series of young adult novels based on the character, Captain future. Um, within the Legion of superheroes, he created several key concepts, which have continued to the present day, including the Legion of substitute heroes, the time trapper element lad, light lass dream girl, the heroes of Lalor, Timberwolf, magnetic kid, and the element Inertron. Cool. As well as creating the original Batwoman for DC Comics. Oh. Mm-hmm. His wife... Oh, what is his name again, please? Edmund Hamilton. Thank you, Edmund Hamilton. And he was a writer or... The, or Writer, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, his wife, Lee Brackett, was also a famous science fiction author and then turned to screenwriting, working on such films as The Big Sleep, Rio Bravo, Hatari, The Long Goodbye, and an early draft of The Empire Strikes Back. Go get her! Uh-huh. Had a girl. Who's the artist of this? Kurt Swan. Of and course. Klein. Uh, Kurt Swan, longtime artist associated with both Superman and Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. But would you say that Kurt Swan did most of this artwork? Well, he's the penciler, and okay. George Klein was the inker. Okay, so yeah. Okay. So yes, this is very clearly Kurt Swan style. You know, I'm going to start asking you about this, because um, where, where do they actually list the artists? Like, who did the... in, in the comic? Um, they don't list it in the comic. I've gotten this information from online databases. I'm going to start asking you this uh, more often, um, just because I knew that it was someone that we had seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that some of the um, characters were drawn rather – it was a kind of static. And then some was was drawn quite well. Mm-hmm. Some of the panels were drawn very well. So um, I would have to say that uh, when it, no matter what I've said about Kurt Swan in the past, I, uh, I am very, very happy with the artwork in this. I would but, definitely say that he has a s- sort of a house style in terms of especially body types and faces. Mm-hmm. But that's how you know it's him. Okay. In my eye. Sure. We've like really it. got to get us. Uh, my um, colleague who's a, uh, and friend who's has a, a, an actual degree in this. In, in knowing about all these artists. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know one could get a degree in that. Well, actually, he has a degree in, in, in graphic design and graphic art, but he has his, his master's thesis is in... Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to go on and on about it because I, I can't really speak to, with any credibility on it but I don't I do know that that he does listen to our podcast occasionally and he 
knows everything we're talking about and knows all the artists and all their work and stuff. And he's, I just thought, wow, he'd be a great person to have on the podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. So someone to make me look like an idiot. So No, no, <laughs> not at all. Sleeping Luna. We read on the splash what? page. Where are you? Oh, on the splash page. Nardo has, remember that name because you won't hear it again. <laughs> Nardo has captured Superboy and has him working on that rock pile. If that three-eyed thug can keep him prisoner, what chance do the rest of us have? That's right. Shall we go through the Legion roll call? Yes, we have Brainiac 5, Chameleon Boy, uh, Cosmic Mm -hmm. Boy, Mm -hmm. Duo Damsel, who Mm -hmm. is formerly Triplicate Girl, girl. Uh Um, Element Lad, Invisible Kid, Light Lass, Matter Eater Lad, and Saturn Girl. The members of the Legion of Superheroes in this issue. There are other super-powered beings in the issue as well, Uh, which we'll talk about soon. Would you like to give me a pop quiz? Uh, Oh. Sure, I'm going to, you're going to have to give me the questions to ask. Yes, you're going to name each Legion of Superheroes member, and I, from memory, will tell you their real name and their home planet. Wow, and you don't have notes in front of no, you. No, I do okay. not. Brainiac 5. Uh, Quirrell Docks from the planet Kolu. Cosmic Boy. Oh, you skipped. I did, didn't I? Uh, Cosmic Boy is Rock Crin from the planet Brawl. Light Lass? Light Lass is Ayla Rans from the planet Wineth. Chameleon Boy? Chameleon Boy. Reap Daggle from the planet Durla. Duo Damsel. Luorno Durgo from the planet Karg. <laughs> Saturn Girl. Uh, Imra Ardeen from Saturn's Moon of Titan. Element Lad. Uh, oh, crap. We'll come back to him. Invisible Kid. Invisible Kid Lyle Norg from Earth. Matter Eater Lad. Uh, Matter Eater Lad. He's from the planet Bismol. Wow. His name is Tenzel Kem. Okay. And then, excuse me, we have to come back to, I think it was Element Lad, the one? Yeah. Yeah, Element Lad. Uh, Jan Ara. <laughs> From the planet, his planet is destroyed. Oh, crap, I can't remember. I'll just write it down and maybe you'll remember it later on. Well, or I'll just look it up when I get bored. What's his name? Uh, Jan. Era. John? Jan. John? Jan. John? Jan. <laughs> Last name? Era. A-R-R-A-H. And you don't know what planet these are. Gosh, no, and I'm going to get flack from that. It's okay. From our listener. It's all right. Hey, I don't know any of these, so I'm impressed. Okay. I mean, I, I know that Superboy, yeah. his name is Kal-El. Yeah. And Everybody he's from Krypton. Mm-hmm. Well, hello. And his father's name is Jor-El. Yes. I mean, that should get me at least a point in the cosmic point system. I suppose. Hey, Bob. Yeah. I was really worried that we weren't going to be able to do this podcast about 20 minutes ago. Why? Because of the fireworks display. Oh, there display. was some yahoos in our neighborhood setting off fireworks on January 4th. How timely. Well, I think it's because it's Saturday night. It was a weekend, I guess. Or maybe they had to. There's no. We, look, we were here. We were here. We got home at, what, 11-something on mm-hmm. New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. There were no fireworks that went off on New Year's Eve. Right. In our neighborhood. 
Why on January 4th? Well, maybe there is some kind of weird religion that celebrates New Year's three days late. Well, there or... is a church down the street. Is that still open? I thought it closed. Well, if the church closed, and it's occupied by lots of people, with, with by a few people with kids. I am sure it's a cult. <sighs> Probably. Who goes to church on a Saturday night besides Catholics? And they and... go before sundown. They don't What's drag that it church out. down the Crossroads Church? Crossroads Church. Good night. They're packed. Every Saturday night and Sunday morning, too. Do they just, is it a sleepover situation? <laughs> no, but you know what they're going to do? What? They're, um, they're taking over the old AMC Theater in Martinsburg. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's one of those mega churches. Are they going to show movies? I might go if they do. Oh, I saw a preview for one of those Christian movies recently. No, we gr- don't have anything against Christians. We are both employed by the church. I forgive me. Christian themed movies, where yes, you yes, know, yes. and they all have the same thing. Like this girl has a terminal disease, and this guy plays in a band. And he's sticking by her, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm going to regret saying. Are you that. talking I'm about so a star is sorry. born? That's not a Christian theme. No, movie. it is. It's, it's it's you know it's called like Stand by Your Dying Girl or something like that. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, I'm sorry. I should never have said that. Well, we can edit it out later. I'm we- not going to edit. Oh, okay. So, so we're uh, can we move on for the splash page? Sure, sure, okay. sure. Cool. Uh, cool, cool. So, uh, oh, there is a message in a bar. Message in, in a, a bottle. Okay, mm-hmm. a tiny glittering object floats through space. Doesn't quite look like it's floating. Looks like it's doing. It looks like it's been hurled. Yeah. And how does that? Unless it has some kind of propulsion unit on it, it can't do. Curly cue like that in Unless airless space. No, yeah, no, you are correct. Unless I'm, I mean, unless that was its motion at its point of origin, and then it just continued that motion. I the, guess that's possible, but the not the f- way it's drawn here. In a vacuum, it's only going to go in one direction. It's, one direction, but like if it was set up in that spinning motion, it could continue that spinning motion indefinitely. Could, yes, if no it was friction. if it was thrown by one end and set in a spinning motion, there was and it didn't interfere with any objects, it would continue in that spinning motion. Eyes can science. You, <laughs> so there's a message in a bottle, right? And it crosses in uh, the interplanetary shipping lanes of the 301st century. No, 30, 30th. I'm sorry, I'm I'm wearing my new glasses. It does look like 300. It's it, 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 you're to be forgiven because oh, okay. it does look like 301st. Century, <laughs> but thirtieth, thirtieth century. Okay. I just knew that because I know that information. And the oh, I just realized I'm being very aware of my mouth noises. I <laughs> just realized when I breathe, and I go, "You had I'm that sorry, from one listener commenter who, who used to work in radio, and I know everything, and I'm just so sick of your mouth noises and blah blah blah." Well, you know what I have to say to that? I have to say. Trom, that's the planet name. <laughs> well done. I have um, this. Uh, so, okay, let's let's go back to this. Yeah. So, what's this little thing that reflects starlight so brightly? I'm curious. Fish it aboard. Aye, aye, sir. It's uh, it looks like a cocktail shaker, doesn't it? It does. What a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it turns out that Brainiac Five has been missing. He hasn't returned from a mission in space, a solo mission. First of all, you should never take a solo mission. If Not you're in space. Hero. No. Brainiac 5 is pretty smart. In fact, he's the smartest being in the known universe. He's got a 12th level intellect. Most humans only have like one or two levels. but yeah, he's You probably have a two level. I'm like two, 2.5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm up there. Uh, 
so Saturn Girl, who we'll get to that later. Saturn Girl orders everyone into the spaceship to go rescue Brainiac Five with a big clang, 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 <laughs> clang, clang, clang with, with the, the trolley. trolley. Saturn Girl ordered everyone into the ship. Um, well, at least she has an answer. She said, I found out why Brainiac 5 hasn't returned from space. He is a prisoner of war. Let's go. Let's go. You know what else she has? She's bossy. What? You know what? She's going to save the day later on. Kind of. Uh, spoiler alert. No, she's she's not going to. She herself is not going to save the day, but she's going to do something special. Um, I really like this panel when they're all racing into the spaceship. So can you tell me what the posters on the wall are oh boot. okay yeah that is their mission monitor board so it has a picture and the name of each member of and their the status Supers and their status okay. if they're away on a mission so these well we see cosmic boy there he's appears in this issue but <clears throat> we also see sun boy lightning lad and monel mm-hmm. who apparently are away okay um, did you also notice that the Legion of Superheroes clubhouse, which is in that bottom panel on the left-hand side... Is an upside-down spaceship? Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, I did. Okay. Uh, did I know why? No. I just noticed that it was. <clears throat> I don't know if we know why. Okay. It just is. I do know that they get into their new spaceship and take yeah. off. I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't pay attention to hardware, but this might, this is their Legion cruiser. It's just in the next page. Soon in another section. Well, I know. Space, it says new, but I, new like, I don't remember what the old one looked like. Well, I thought that maybe if, if, if you knew what the previous issue had uh, in store, for, rather, if you knew what happened in the previous issue, you might have said, oh, yes, that's a new ship because it, the last one was blah, 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 blah. You know? I see. I barely remember what happened in the last episode. I know. I barely remember what we read last week. Well, right. I remember the last Legion story was the thing with the Luck Lords and how they had influenced uh, various Legionnaires' bad luck. Like Lightning Lad had the metal arm. And By the way, I boy. do remember what we read last week, and it was Superman and the Ghosts. Yeah. So stupid. Um, so I do remember the basis of the story, and I do remember that Saturn Girl took off on her own okay. to rescue. But I don't recall any destruction of a spaceship. It might have happened. Okay, so they're in the new spaceship, and they're heading to this planet yeah, uh, and to rescue Brainiac 5. Yeah. But as the cruiser approaches, they take fire from below. Yeah, a force beam. A bolt of force. Well, it looks like it's a... I couldn't quite make out what that was, whether they were flying by a tower or... You know, I I didn't understand what... I I mean, I saw the damage that occurred from it, but it looked like it was a kite. Like one of those box kites. Right. I think it's supposed to represent, like, pulsating energy rings of some kind. Is that a uh, Kurt Swan kind of thing? Well... Not specifically. That's just my interpretation. And also, I think it happens later in the story. We get the same thing, only it's clearly emanating from someone's hands. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to tell what it is. Point so being, the bolts rip the ship open. The ship is ripped open, and all the Legionnaires are plummeting to their deaths, uh, which is also a great panel. That's I love how that's drawn. Um, you wouldn't know this necessarily, but each Legionnaire is issued a flight ring. Okay. When they attain membership, so they all have the ability to fly, regardless of whether that's part of their power set. Look how Chameleon Boy is flying down to the earth, staring at, flying down to the ground, staring at the uh, his death between his legs. Uh huh. He's not a very graceful, no. faller. Yeah. Did I say flying to the earth? I meant falling to the earth. Falling. Yeah, I know what you meant. Uh, 
from a distance, an alien face with three eyes. Watches. He looks like Vincent Price. <laughs> yes, a little bit. Um, or I was going to say... Uh, After he was married to Coral Brown. 1966. You think he was married to Coral Brown yet? I'm not sure he was. Uh, he looks like old Vincent Price. Yes. Vincent Price in the 50s and 60s was quite dashing, I think. Okay. Well, come on. For the time, watch the Ten Commandments. Get back to me. Anyway, there's an alien face with red skin and three eyes and uh, swept back hair like Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's what he looks like. Oh, yes. I'll be looking like that soon. Soon. I try to tame my curly locks Mm -hmm. as they grow out. Uh, So the Legionnaires are safe because they fly and they take off into the air and they fly over a huge prison compound surrounded by fence and towers and four dormitories. And some trees from Dr. Seuss's yeah, some, uh, world. What are those called? Yum yum trees? <laughs> no idea. Uh, you know, I never really cared for Dr. Seuss's, uh, Dr. Seuss books as a child. Leave my sight. I'm totally serious. How could you not like Dr. Seuss? How could we have been together for this long and you not know that? Guess what I didn't I like. I need a minute. Guess, guess what I didn't like. The drawing? The drawings, yeah. Well, I'm sorry for your immortal soul. <laughs> because we He's won't... He's reaching for his drink! We won't be together in paradise, I'm afraid. <gasps> what? Take that back. Well, we're both going to hell. You know that already. I'm going to have a one-armed handbell choir waiting for me to drink. Um, my very favorite book probably ever of all time is Dr. Seuss's Sleep Book. I don't even know it. Of course you don't, because you... Turned away from Dr. Seuss at an early age. Well, I was only allowed to have the books that I could get from the library. They had all Dr. Seuss books at the library. Still do. I didn't care for the art, Bob. I liked the language. I liked the writing. Well, we all have our crosses to bear. At least we're not in prison camp. I'll say that. Um, I should mention that this story is a clear homage to the popular play and movie of the same name, Stalag 17. Film, of course, starred William Hold Me. I mean, Holden. <laughs> Great actor of the middle of the century. Um, Element Lad, Matter Eater Lad, and Cosmic Boy take off to attack the tower while the rest of you try to rescue Brainiac 5. Well, it's no go because there's Nardo. And he blasts them with nuclear energy, which he has in his in veins. In his veins. Um, interesting that he tells them his name. And this isn't the first time he tells them his right. name. Yes. I, Nardo, <laughs> am of a race whose bodies live by nuclear energy in their veins. I can bring you down with a tiny fraction of my full power. Uh, I'm blacking out, Cosmic Boy says. Uh... So, Nardo's henchmen, which are actually androids built to look exactly like him, yes, take off and capture the rest of the Legionnaires. Now, here's... Hey, how come Saturn Girl knows that, that they're androids? Well, because her power is to read minds, so I imagine she did a mind sweep. Um, I hate how Chameleon Boy says, you girls get away, we'll handle them. Yeah, especially since at this point in Legion history, Saturn Girl has already served two terms as leader and clearly takes command in a crisis situation as she has 
for this issue and the last issue that we read. Wow. You think so, Chameleon Boy would learn from that? Um, I think Chameleon Boy is maybe not even a boy because he's from a planet of beings that can change their shape at will. Oh. So who knows what he is? Well, that doesn't matter, but... Right. Yeah. Um, it will matter because he's going to be housed with the boys in the boy prison camp. Oh, that's um, true. The stunned boy legionnaires awake to find that they are in a barracks dormitory mm-hmm. situation. There's Brainiac 5, Element Lad, Cosmic Boy, Matter Eater Lad, Chameleon Boy, and they are trapped with some other boy heroes from around the universe, namely Plant Lad, Shadow Kid, Blockade Boy, Weight Wizard, and the rest here in Nardo's <laughs> prison. Nice, Bob. Plant um, Lad, Shadow Kid. I'm just going to write these down. Shadow Kid would reappear later as the younger brother of Shadow Lass, who became a Legion member and Monel's girlfriend. What's but, up with the having just one power? Well, that's actually in the charter of the Legion of Superheroes that you must have a single distinct superpower. Exceptions being made for people like Superboy and Supergirl. Okay. But uh, that's one of the requirements of admission that you must have a single superpower that's unique from the other members. Mm. So I guess, you know, some of these fellows may have wanted to be Legion members in the future. Okay. But something's going to happen. Sorry, I'm scanning ahead to see if the artwork is consistent with one character, with the character here. But. Oh, okay. Um, in oh. comes Nardo and again announces his name because I, Nardo... Just in case they forgot. Right. Am at war with all lawmen in the universe. Lawmen exiled me from my own world in a distant galaxy, and I swore eternal warfare against all who champion the law. And I've started with just all the teenage superheroes in the universe. So basically saying, because you guys are good, you're all here in my prison. Yeah. Uh, So Cosmic Boy says, we can take him. It's one of him and lots of us. But uh, he proves that his henchmen have stun guns that can prevent them from using their power. I guess, I you guess. know, um, I don't know who says that. Who's the boy in the pink there? Who's Cosmic old, Boy. Cosmic Boy is saying that they, their electron guns sting like Saturnian space scorpions. Youch! Mm-hmm. That's no laughing matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they use alliterative names for the creatures, uh-huh. it gives them legitimacy. Right, of course. Um, outside, we see that Superboy has also been captured. Hi, Superboy. He's uh, working hard on the rock pile. I never understood why do they make prisoners work on rock piles. Are they like making gravel or uh, decorative landscaping or something? What's happening? Well, I'm no expert on prisoner behavior and, uh-huh. and the use of prisoners. Right. But I would uh, note that whenever we see current... Groups of prisoners in our region, they're always doing manual labor. They're doing things like, you know, cleaning the roads. Well, and, yeah, like cleaning up trash. but And mowing and such. Things right. you would pay someone else to do. So so landscaping is the answer. Well, they're, they're, we, we know that they're actually breaking up uh, rocks to build a rock wall. They want to, he wants to create oh, a fortress. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But 
Is that the case in all prison literature and movies in which well, the prisoners are working on Sometimes the prisoners piles? are working on, um, sometimes they're breaking up rocks uh-huh. to create the foundation for, uh, for railroads, you know, to create level areas oh, to put down right. railroad okay. All yeah. right. Sometimes they're making adobe bricks, aren't they? Like in the Ten Commandments. Adobe. Starring Vincent Price. <laughs> Sometimes I guess they're just making riprap. Riprap. For landscaping. Why do we see riprap like that? It's from an old radio show okay. I heard one time and never let it go. Um, Superboy a prisoner? How can that be? He's the most powerful creature in the world. Also, he and mon and Ultra Boy were on a mission in the past. How could he be here? Mm-hmm. Where are you? What page? Um, now I'm on page seven. Here we go. We're going to find out the truth yeah. of Superboy's appearance. So it turns out it's not Superboy after all. Well, not, until, not until the boys get uh, zapped for zapped not moving. <laughs> get moving, you two. No Zap. lagging. Uh, it turns out Superboy's actually a citizen of Chameleon Boy's world of Dorla, meaning he also has the power to change his shape. Right. So he changed into the shape of Superboy, thinking that that would scare Nardo and his henchmen. Yeah. But it didn't. He stopped him with a terrible ray that he projected from his fingertips. And there's the same artwork you see. that I see, yes. And he stunned him, and he's unable to change back. Can't change back to shape. But he still thinks it's Superboy. Yeah. So he has completed digging a tunnel to the outside, and he's ready to break through. Uh, Chameleon Boy gives him his flight ring so when he's out on the other side he can make good his escape and bring help back. But Nardo catches him on the other side of the fence and blasts him with kryptonite force rays which will kill anyone whether they're from Krypton or not. So we don't actually know what his real name is because he says I'm not Superboy. Right. I'm from Chameleon Boy's home world. Durla. Mm-hmm. I use my power of super disguise to try to bluff Nardo into surrendering. So then he says, I'm going to leave. He said, great. Uh, Chameleon Boy says, take my ring. He goes under the fence. He gets shot with a Krypton, Krypton, right, Kryptonian force yep. ring. Sorry, Kryptonian force ring. Yep. Which will kill anyone, whether they're from Krypton or not. And he, what happens, Bob? What he does dies. Nardo do? He actually kills it him. Actual death. Um, I will say this for this period of Legion of Superheroes, written by Edmund Hamilton. Not only is there actual death, as we see in this issue, but there are like con- continuous storylines. Like Edmund Hamilton, I think, wrote 29 or 30 issues of Legion of Superheroes, uh-huh. um, setting up storylines that continue throughout those 30 issues. Okay. Um, like the and it's not all great stuff. Like so, like Lightning Lad has a metal arm, which lasts for several issues, right? Uh-huh. Bouncy Boy lost his powers. Star Boy accidentally killed someone, if you recall. Yes, yeah, and was expelled right, from the right. Legion. So yeah, yeah. serious stories with serious consequences that aren't just brushed aside to the next issue, which was very unusual for DC Comics at the time. It right. was happening at Marvel. Oh, okay. So I don't know that this is necessarily influenced by what's happening at Marvel, but it's interesting to note that um, it was unique in DC Comics at the time and created a very loyal fan base for and listeners, the Legion of Superheroes. Listeners, mm-hmm. plural. This is the first death of this issue. 
Again, spoiler alert. Oh, no. I have not said how many deaths there are. Okay. Whatever. And just because you reveal one little piece of information does not mean it's a spoiler alert. I hate how spoiler alert has permeated our society in such a way. You know, it's ridiculous. I'm going to have a good day tomorrow. Spoiler alert. Don't tell everybody about your day. That's not exactly. No, I know the you're right. I know thing, it's just what came to my mind. From somebody who doesn't want any hint of what their Christmas presents are, it's I'm true. surprised at you. It's true. I don't ever want to know what I'm getting. I love did, to be surprised. Did you tell everyone what you got for Christmas? Uh no. Would you like me to share some of the things I got for Christmas? I yes. What were you, what's your favorite present? <laughs> the one I was allowed to keep. Uh huh. Um, that would have been El Dorado and an El Camino. I got him a little uh, Lego El Dorado, the super friend El Dorado, uh-huh. and uh, an El Camino diecast model, model, model car. So um, El Dorado is just a little bit too big to sit in the driver's seat, but yeah. it doesn't matter. I said how funny it would be to have. I just said in passing because Bob mm-hmm. is a wonderful, wonderful, incredible spouse. I just said in sp- passing how funny it would be if I could find an, um, an El Dorado character to sit in El Camino. And he got it for me for Christmas. Yeah. That was my favorite present. Also, from figurestoycompany.com, I got him a little two-pack of uh, El Dorado and Green Lantern, who's his they, favorite superhero. Are unit. they on the shelf yet? Oh, yes, there, there, there they are. Yeah. Um, so you may not remember El Dorado from the Super Friends, but you should look him up because he was one of the multiculture super pals. He was a multiculture pal. I love him. And I also got a Green Lantern t-shirt. Yes. Which I was very excited about because my other one had paint stains. I wore that thing out. Well, you're only to wear it on formal occasions from now on. I'm wearing it tomorrow, aren't I? So, Superboy slash denizen of Dorla. He's dead. This might also be the first time we see another inhabitant of Dorla. Okay. Uh, That's neither here nor there. So, Cosmic Boy determines that their room is not bugged. Uh, so they thanks Cosmic Boy. There you go. Yeah, well they done. Set about crafting a plan for escape. They put Brainiac Five in charge because of his computer type mind, mm-hmm. and uh, but Brainiac wants to make sure that Nardo won't get wind of their plans. So they say, "Listen, don't tell any of us at all what they are." Right? You know well, who says that? The blonde guy. Uh, that's probably that- Element Lad. Okay, Element Lad. Okay. But a few days later, yep. are we ready to move on? Here comes Brainiac, Nardo. Uh, Nardo comes in and says, Brainiac 5, you are to come with me. So Brainiac 5 has been busted. He's been what? Busted. Busted. Um, somehow Nardo has learned that Brainiac 5 is the escape officer. Meaning he's going to be in charge of the escape plan, right. and he's the only one that has it in his mind. Uh, Brainiac is locked into a room where hideous giant... Monster head faces are shooting out of the walls at him. Mm-hmm. Using his logic, he realizes they must be illusions because Nardo would not have him killed because then he wouldn't get any information, right? Mm-hmm. So he deduces that the alien heads must be illusions, and he's correct because they start to disappear. Love those two panels at the bottom of page nine. But I love this panel even more. The giant... Heads, the head, the many heads of Brainiac Five. Brainiac Five. Hey, do you remember that panel of the many faces of Superman and many emotions of Superman with just different faces? Of, yes, that was Kurt Swan. Okay. Also, yeah. this is very similar to that. Uh, he's slowly being driven mad by projections of his own face. Yeah, 
happens to me all the time on Sunday mornings. I don't want to go to church. I wake up, I go and brush my teeth, and I am driven mad by the many faces I see in front of me. By damaging (laughs) self-talk? That's exactly what's happening. (laughs) One more week has gone by, and I'm still 30 pounds overweight. Anyway, Brainiac resists the conditioning, but now realizes that someone in the room is a stool pigeon. Yeah. Who told Nardo that Look he how was exhausted he is when he walks back into the room after he's been uh-huh. from, comes from the conditioning room. Brainiac Nicely drawn. says Sorry. we must escape and rescue the girls because mm-hmm. they're girls. Why can't they just rescue themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, Cosmic Boy says, why did it look? Just use our powers. We'll mutiny. We'll escape using our powers. Right. Wait, wizard, weighs in. <laughs> no <laughs> pun nice. intended. White wizard who's suspiciously beefier than the rest of the young gentlemen. He's quite attractive, if you ask um, me. You didn't ask, but I think you did. Right. Um, he could work on that collar a little bit. I'm not... Well, that little paper. Well, it's like a little Arthurian collar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Wait, Wizard advises against that. He says Nardo will always find out what we're doing, and he will use his uh, force, unleash his terrible force, and instantly kill us. Mm -hmm. Um, Each day is a new torment. They're led out again to work on the rock pile. Plant plant lad is not having it. He He snaps. He loses it. And, And... Yeah, he ju- he turns into a plant. What is it? it a Venusian says, octopus vine. Thank you, Venusian octopus vine. That's grabs, his power. He can turn into plants. Grabs the uh, other uh, android guards. Yep, and starts flailing about. Yep. Unfortunately, the guards then take their guns out and start attacking him and the other android and guards. And the other androids. Yes. And what happens to Plant Boy? Plant Lad. Plant, plant Lad. He's killed. He's killed our second death. Stone. It's. I. I was shocked. It is shocking. I kind of already knew what was going to happen in the story when I read it again this time. Oh, I had you? seen this in reprint before. Oh, okay. So right. I kind of so you knew. knew. Was happening, I was. But. I think it might have been the first. Other than those. Uh, oh, I can't remember the group that go into the island that were stranded on the island with the dinosaur and they fought and fought and all those guys died. Oh, um, that was in the New Frontier? Yeah, The Losers. The Losers, yeah. But that I was mean, a modern comic. This is, for the 60s, yes, yeah. this is very shocking. Oh, that's right. It was drawn in this style of, yes. yeah, I see. Yes. So, yeah, I was I was quite shocked to see these deaths. Saint Lad dead. So Brainiac 5 gets to work. He says, this is not going to continue. Correct. He's going to create a, um, and look, an eavesdropping device. To find out if Weight Wizard really is the informer. Right. Um, also, Nardo is like leaving the gate open to tempt them to try to escape. He's left the guard tower empty. So. Nardo is on top of this. Right. I think it's interesting that we don't see anything about the women at all. Not yet. We, no. I mean, Nardo can't be in two places at once. Right. Right. That he we is, know of. These guys cannot get away with anything. Right. Uh, Chameleon Boy changes himself into the shape of Nardo and he's going to approach the guard tower and try to get up and get out. Right. Uh, so Element Lad helps him by uh, melting away or rather turning the 
iron bars into into gas. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the androids can detect that it's not really Nardo. They find out it's Chameleon Boy. With right? their very smart computer brains. Right. So Nardo forces Chameleon Boy now to turn into... Uh, does well, he say what it's called? A yes, traglor, he does. A traglor. Which is a giant worm-like creature, which uh, can dig rock easier, presumably. It's just a giant creature. Um, you, you, you would think that, that he would make him turn into a creature, because it was really Kurt Swan can decide whatever that creature is, that has giant pinchers or something that can help break up rocks. It looks like it's basically a, a centipede of some kind. Mm-hmm. With a giant mouth. I assumed that's what the mouth was for. To chew up the rocks. Uh, also, Chameleon Boy snaps. Oh yes, I was trying. I, I remembered when I read this that he actually said why he wanted to change that. He says you'll make a useful worker now to carry the stone uh-huh. blocks. Okay. Yes. You weren't worth much in your normal shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Chameleon Boy snaps also and starts to attack Nardo, but Brainiac Five calms him down. Meanwhile. Matter Eater Lad <laughs> and Blockade Boy decide they're going to make a break for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matter Eater Lad uses his power of eating all matter at super speed to tunnel out underneath the fence. When, and then we had a discussion about this in the car. We did. So, so. I wasn't clear if Matter Eater Lad was just chewing up the rock and spitting it out. Or if he was actually ingesting right. the rock. And then I said, Bob, the artist wrote the words chomp and gulp. <laughs> so that signifies that he is actually He's eating swallowing. his way through the ground with his super eating strength and speed and swallowing it. I'll have to let my betters comment on how exactly Matter Your Lad's powers work. I think maybe he has some kind of acid in his system which dissolves the matter so it's not just rocks sitting in his stomach right i did mention uh another uh inhabitant of his home planet bismol calorie queen Mm -hmm. who eats the matter and then can convert it into super strength yeah so presumably there's some kind of process by which the matter which is eaten is converted into Energy. We could make a superhero called Diet Dame. Uh huh. She basically has the same power. She can eat anything she wants and converts yep. it into energy. And never gain an ounce. Yep, never gains an ounce. I hate her already. <laughs> um, actually, that would be fun. We could come up with our own because readers used to send in superhero suggestions. Sure. And then every once We've in a while, they'd have a tryout day. <laughs> well, they'd actually draw them into the story and they'd have like Legion tryouts. Oh, we really? Have we read one of those? Sorry. I don't think. So, okay. but like, have we seen the Legion of Substitute Heroes yet? Yeah, I think so. They that were all familiar. failed applicants, and yeah. so they formed their own yeah. Legion. So they get out of the ground, and they, um, Matter Eater Lad says, they'll soon discover our escape. We better put distance between ourselves and the camp. Pronto, run, Blockade Boy, run for your life. And we finally get a glimpse of the girls in their yes. girl prison. They're having a great time. They I'm surprised they're not playing games well one only well, one looks like girl they are 
One girl has like a tea set that she's carrying. <laughs> They're just sitting around talking, gossiping, you know, like girls do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, well, look at you can even just from the drawing, she's not saying anything. You can tell that Saturn girl is making plans with that other girl. Oh yeah. She's with. Yeah. Um, so they are about to descend into the girls camp, but they are found by Nardo. Of course. Is this really the end of Matter Eater Lab? Nardo is always on these guys. Yeah. Is this really the end of Matter Eater Lad and Blockade Boy? You can only find out by reading the next issue of Adv- Adventure. Can you believe it? A, a cliffhanger story. Also unusual for the day. Yeah. Um, I will say unusual for DC Comics. But now remember, mm-hmm. we are now, where are we? Cover date, May 1966. So the Batman TV show has probably been on now for a month or two. Okay. I believe it started in January. So either four or eight episodes. Oh, wait. If it started in January. Right. And we're in May. But then they they predate the issues by how many months? Like three months. So May is probably February. Okay. Now, the Batman TV show, you wouldn't remember because you're so young. Don't pretend that I don't know what the Batman TV show is. I know. You know what it is. But did you know that it aired twice a week? No. So if you recall, especially in the first two seasons... Most episodes ended with a cliffhanger. Yes, I do remember that. And you that. had to turn, tune in to the next episode. Which so with the episodes... The same, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Were the episodes like 24 minutes long? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't the standard length of an episode, 24 yeah. minutes. For, with six minutes for commercials? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it was that long for commercials in the 60s, but oh, yeah, okay. same principle. Wow. Yeah. How do they have time to film all those episodes? So they would do two a week? Yeah. And let's see, how many episodes would they do a year? 18, 19? Uh, probably four? like 26, 32, let's something like that. 32. So yeah. they would do 60, potentially 64 episodes? Or they, yeah. I mean, they probably. F- no, no, they, they, they didn't film them in shorter lengths. So they actually did. Well, I mean, they would probably film the two episodes at the same time. I'm, yeah, just amazing. That's a lot of work. Sure, it is. To get that kind of quality, you've got to work hard. <laughs> it's the greatest show that's ever been on television, by the way. Um, uh, agreed. Agreed to, Comics, agreed to disagree. Adventure Comics number 345. The execution of Matter Eater Lad. So I guess it's not going to work out so great. Per, uh, per Matter Eater Lad. This is a fantastic cover. Mm-hmm. Matter Eater Lad being shot at by the firing squad while Superboy swoops in at the last minute to deflect the harmful energy beams i especially like it's almost a completely black background Mm -hmm. and you have the vibrant blue and red of superboy's costume contrasting with the yellow and green of matter eater lad's Mm -hmm. costume now matter eater lad okay yeah he's fine what what no i i almost spoiled something okay so i won't yeah don't uh so we're on the splash page which this little thing we're seeing here yep. actually doesn't happen in the right in the story um we just see like the boys peering through the fence at the girls mm-hmm. who are who look calm cool and collected while the boys are clinging against the fence Boy, the boys are really having a hard time of it aren't they well they've already seen two people die oh. sure they're having a hard time um we get a little recap of what happened last issue we can skip through that yeah we resume 
You're on page three. I'm on page three where Matter Eater Lad and Blockade Boy have been spotted by the guards. By Nardo. Nardo mm-hmm. fires an energy beam towards them. And Blockade Boy says, um, maybe uh, my power can help if I use it fast enough. In an instant, Blockade Boy's unique superpower changes him into a solid steel barricade. Right. So Blockade Boy can change into essentially a segment of steel fencing. I'm just pausing for silence just to just to let everyone realize how absolutely stupid that is. I mean, I guess it would be useful if, like, you were trapped in a trash compactor and you were trying to keep the okay, so walls you know how, from closing in. Forgive or, me for mentioning a character from Marvel, but you know how Colossus is made of, what, steel, steel mm-hmm. right? And now he can break through things, I imagine. But he can also stand there and and when something's coming at him turn himself to steel and stand plant himself and and become a blockade right so i think that that action of blockade boy becoming a blockade can be useful with some limited application sure or if there's already an existing fence with one segment missing he could fill the gap something sure just to keep people from seeing on the other side or from letting someone get in or and as long as he stays there Mm -hmm. everything's fine um, or if, you know, if one single person is in danger of being hit by an energy beam, then he can turn into a blockade that's wide enough to protect that one person. Yeah, which is which absolutely is here. worthy of an entire lifetime of growing up and developing one's superpower. Well, to listen, sacrifice oneself for that you, one moment. You remember Shanghala, the cemetery asteroid, which was <laughs> yes. in the first Legion of Superheroes. And uh, poor... What was her name? Lija, who died by slipping on a banana peel, and they inscribed that onto her tombstone. <laughs> How do you remember that? How could you forget that? I, the brave heroes dying to protect the universe, and poor Lija dies slipping on a banana peel, and that's what they put on her headstone, <laughs> not her heroic feats. No. So, as the hero Sorry, perishes, man. Nardo says, in death he returned to his human form. But his final effort deflected my bolts, so Matter Eater Lad was only stunned. We'll confine him and execute him as an example to all the other prisoners. Um, so Saturn Girl gets a telepathic flash that Matter Eater Lad and Blockade Boy were attacked. She thinks now that Matter Eater Lad is dead. Has killed them both. So I guess her telepathy is not so great. No, she thinks, that, yeah, she thinks that Nardo killed them both. Right. Yeah. Um, you'd think that she would be able to detect Matter Eater Lad's thoughts since he's still alive. But Who knows? I don't know. She's got other things on her mind. Well, she's in charge. So Nardo enters the boys' dormitory and calls Wait Wizard, who says, Oh, sigh, Nardo's giving me more work to do. And it's uh, okay, guys, because he hates me the most. Yeah, he hates me the most, so he gives me the most to do. Yeah. I hate him well, already. Yeah. Brainiac, though, he has his flying ear... Thing that he's going to send out to follow Wait Wizard, who goes right to Nardo's tower and gives a report. He is the stool pigeon. He really is. He says Brainiac 5 hasn't yet divulged his escape plan, but as soon as he does, I'll tell you. I only know he's been working secretly at night on some gadget. The gadget is floating in space behind him, right. picking up the entire conversation and transmitting it to a receiver in Brainiac 5's ear. Uh, Nardo says, you'll have to do better than this or I'll cut off the extra food rations I give you. That's why he looks beefier than the other Mm. boys, because he's eating more. Um, He 
promises his fidelity to Nardo, and he gets his extra food and heads back to the dormitory, mm-hmm. where the other boys confront him. Who's this guy in the back? Kill him! <laughs> in the blue bodysuit. He's not been introduced yet. Uh, he must else? be uh, the professor or Marianne. He could be Shadow Kid. No, Shadow Kid is shirtless. Uh, okay. They did say, and the rest. He must be, and he must the and the rest. And the rest. Um, so they all take off to beat up uh, Weight Wizard. Of course, Brainiac thinks we're not really going to kill him. Did Brainiac gonna... 5 change his outfit? Oh, he... No, he's got that... He's got that red... It's just colored oddly. Yeah, it is. Usually it's purple. Okay. Um, Weight Wizard, though, is now using his... Ability to increase or decrease his, decrease his weight at will. He can go from right. one ounce to 1,000 tons by the use of his mind. So he goes, wee! <laughs> he makes himself one ounce. And He's also got some ballet experience, it looks like. He does. By making himself weigh one ounce, I can move faster than any of you. So he takes off bouncing across the dormitory, calls the guards... Um, and the guards come in and rescue Weight Wizard and march the other gentleman out outside in the night air to continue working. Yeah, so I love that Nardo says, so, you know, you don't want to sleep? Fine, you can work. You can work day and you can work night. Now, here's where we discover some important information. Yes, for later. The jungle surrounding the prison camp is inhabited by fanders, which are giant beasts. They look kind of like elephants with lots of tusks and claws. And bat ears. Yes. So they are attracted by light. So there's a searchlight that is accidentally pointed out into the jungle. It's attracting a fander. And so uh, Nardo orders that light to be quickly turned away Mm -hmm. from the jungle. Remember that. Now, it was at this point that I thought to myself... Does Nardo ever sleep? Uh-huh. Because these boys can't do one thing without getting caught. Well, I work with teenagers. You've got to keep on top of them every minute. <laughs> they're horrible. Because you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. They could use their superpowers to overcome you. At any moment. They could build little spying devices to spy on you. You just don't know. So are you, are you always on guard? Yes. They are unpredictable. Oh. Um. So Weight Wizard comes skulking back. He realizes that he's made a terrible mistake. I see where you are. Okay. And he offers to help them in their escape plans. I'm sorry. I'm not kidding, and I'll prove it by breaking out of this people-sized pig pen and finding a way to get help against Nardo. Whee! So yes, he makes himself one ounce and leaps over the fence. Races off into the forest where he finds a herd of sleeping fanders. Fanders, yeah. They, uh, they apparently sleep during the day and roam at night and they're attracted to light at night. Yeah. So he manages to creep by them, unfortunately. Yeah, he wanders into a swamp with... He's being chased by Nardo. Uh, Nardo chases him into a swamp where there are lily pads... And quicksand. And quicksand and man-eating poisonous flowers which eat weight wizard so now we have our third death right yes weight wizard no 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 oh 
No. Yeah, Blockade Boy. Blockade Boy was, yeah, was uh, Death 3. This is our fourth death. The fake Superboy, yeah. Later, back at the prison camp, it would have been great if Weight Wizard came back at the end, like he had not really died. Like he had gotten into the flower and made himself super heavy and sunk to the bottom of the lake. Well, I was wondering, in the, what the hell? Because I'd never seen deaths like this before right. in his comics. I thought, well, they must all come back to life at the end. Nope. Um, Is that a spoiler? Well, you know, you... Did. No, that doesn't happen. I'm saying it would be great if that had happened. No, no he didn't. No, they're, dead. they're dead for real. They're dead. They're gone. Um, so, back at camp, Nardo comes back and realizes that Invisible Kid is missing. Yes, he turned invisible. So, just so we... Again, I, I'm always amazed right. that, that these guys cannot get away with anything. Uh-huh. Nardo comes back and says, Wait, Wizard got what he asked for. Yeah. And then um, he's, he has the guys line up and, and he says, Wait a second. Uh, well, I guess one of, one of the... one of the um, What are these things called? These androids. Yep. Says he couldn't have escaped. He's made himself invisible. Uh, find him. Oh, he's telling us these guys find him, right? Right. So there he is. So Nardo's third eye apparently can see into the infrared spectrum and can detect exactly where Invisible Kid is. And he captures him. What does he do to him, Bob? Well, as punishment, he shrinks him down to flea size for six hours. Dr. Shrinker. Dr. Dr. Shrinker. He's a madman with an evil eye. Now, I don't know why they decided to make him six inches. They could have done anything, really. Yeah. The fact that this is all happening in this one issue, if this were written today, first of all, this whole storyline would be six issues. Oh, yeah. And one of those issues would be devoted to Invisible Kid's flea-sized adventures. Right. But by, by the way, uh, I guess Kurt Swan is drawing a um, an alien version of a spider because that's the craziest looking spider I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it kind of looks look like Frida Kahlo <laughs> with giant spider eyes. <laughs> right. Uh, so, invis- you know, as you might expect, being flea-sized, Invisible Kid comes up against a giant spider. Yeah, we saw these on uh, all those 1960s movies where people get shrunk down. Right, some kind of a rat creature is after him. He's trapped in a spider web. He finally makes his way back to the dormitory mm-hmm. where he crawls up Cosmic Boy's leg mm-hmm. and whispers in his ear, Hey, Cosmic Boy, <laughs> I'm Invisible Kid and I need a bodyguard. He's been. He climbs up. Uh, I've cosmic seen so boys. many movies that start like this. Oh, his his rather muscular leg. And yes. He says, "I feel like Sir Edmund Hillary is scaling Mount Everest." Well, it's nice to know that Sir Edmund Hillary is known in the one thousand years in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, hooray! The six hour sentence is over, and Invisible Kid snaps back to normal size. Uh it turns out that this is the day that Matter Eater Lad's execution is scheduled. Oh, poor Matter Eater Lad. Yes. We must move fast to save him. Uh, Element Lad and Cosmic Boy have used their powers to help Brainiac 5 build some kind of an escape mechanism. It's very clever. Well, Chameleon Boy says it's just a blower full of dust. It's, it's useless. useless. What does he know? Right. Meanwhile, in the girls' camp... The girls are making their own plans. So, Brainiac 5, or a Saturn girl, makes telepathic 
contact with Brainiac 5. Why she didn't do this before now? She could have had them all in telepathic contact the whole time. Maybe We she... wouldn't have had as many pages of it right. to read. Still. She's the clever one. Well, he's clever, too. Of course, Brainiac 5 is very clever. But right. She's the cleverest girl. She, yeah, yeah, uh, she's yeah. probably the second cleverest humanoid in in this group. Well, in fact, in the 80s, there was a story where, very similar to this, where a group of uh, Legion members were imprisoned along with other superpowered people from around the galaxy. And it turned out that they discovered the reason that they were imprisoned altogether was because that they were the smartest people in the whole universe. Okay. So the Legionnaires that were captured were Brainiac 5, Saturn Girl, Chameleon Boy, and Dream Girl. Oh. Yeah. Where you dream girls, boys, will make you happy. Different Dream Girl, okay. but same idea. Okay. Um, so Duo Damsel splits into two, one of which will go with the other prisoners to witness the execution of Matter Eater Lad. And one of whom stays behind. Light Lass uses her power to make things super lightweight. Aims her power at a segment of fence. Mm-hmm. Well, you're making a face. It's okay. That's her power. I can't I get it. it. Okay. Um, she used to, of course, she's the twin sister of Lightning Lad. She used to have lightning powers. But as no two Legionnaires can share the same power, except Superboy and Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, and Monel and Ultra Boy. Um, Dream Girl used her Naltorian super science to change Lightning Lass's powers. Good lord, to you really things... like the Legion of Superheroes. I really do. <laughs> um, change her superpowers to making things super lightweight. So okay. then she became Light Lass. Okay. Didn't even have to change her costume that much. Well, isn't that convenient? Uh, so. Are you on page 13 or 12? 13. Okay. So after Darkness Falls, the. Duplicate of Duo Damsel, who has remained behind, escapes out of the fence, goes to the tower, and aims light out at the jungle so that the fanders from the forest will be attracted will charge to the fence and the towers and the fence at the, of the boys' barracks. Right, the boys' prison camp. The boys use their opportunity to mount their escape. So they lurk. They, they rush out of their um, barracks. Right. Into the yard, but yep. suddenly they run smack into Nardo. Nardo, Mr. Big himself. The Nardog. <laughs> uh, Nardog. So Brainiac 5 uses his little device that he's built to blow dust all over Nardo's body, mm-hmm. which of course is not going to do anything because he's got nuclear power in his veins. Mm-hmm. Ah, but Element Lad uses his power to change any element from one to another to change the dust into lead, which blocks nuclear power, as everyone knows. Yes. Does that really? Is that really true? It does block radiation. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, doubt it, I doubt a thin layer of lead actually is going to contain... Right, and also his face is still free, so he could presumably emit radiation from his face. Or his third eye. Right, mm-hmm. which can see in the infrared spectrum. Um, so Nardo realizes this. If I can just move my head, maybe I can, uh, defeat them yet. Right. Now, Brainiac 5 goes to get his iPhone voice memo app. <laughs> and, and he tricks Nardo. Yes. 
he essentially makes a deep fake recording. That's in the news these days. A deep fake recording? Deep fake recording. You can take recorded snippets of people talking. Yes. And you can then create it new, create new yeah. Yeah, things. So that's exactly what. He tricks Nardo into saying uh, a combination of the words, guards release the girl prisoners. And then he takes his little recording to the android guards at the girls camp. And the girls are freed. Right. They all rush together towards the execution site. Well, no, they're actually, they have rescued Matter Eater Lad. But uh, they don't know that Nardo's third eye has heat vision, too. Mm-hmm. He melts the lead. They could have guessed that. I mean, he must be awfully powerful because he melts a lead encasement around his own body. Yeah. Without damaging himself. Also, you know what? He hates lawmen. He hates lawmen like you and I hate diets. Yes. Uh, he hates lawmen like I running like I hate running out of a drink. Oh yeah, we better wrap this up quick. <laughs> Doomsville is your destination, matter eater lad. After I knock you three out, he's been rescued by Chameleon Boy and Invisible Kid. After I knock you three out with my force bolts and summon my surviving androids, but just as he's as Matter Eater Lad has been blindfolded and yeah. is in front of the firing squad, here comes Superboy, Ultra Boy, and Monel, the three most powerful members of the Legion of Superheroes. Impossible, Nardo says. I killed Superboy. Anyway. <laughs> he goes, anyway, fire! <laughs> anyway. Superboy blocks the energy beams that are headed toward Matter Eater Lad. Uh, actually, we see here that it bounces off Superboy and ricochets into Meteor Lad, but that's mm-hmm. fine. He'll be fine. He's just knocked out for a little while. Uh, Monel and Ultra Boy take care of the other android guards. Nardo is taken into custody and his androids deactivated. And then we see the awful truth. How do they take down Nardo? Uh, we don't see that, really. They just, uh, I mean, clearly Ultra Boy, Mon Al, and Superboy are invulnerable to his radiation power. So sure. they probably use the shock of that. Could, now, because he's standing there, you know. Just why of... didn't he use his kryptonite meme on Superboy? That would have done it. Right. But I'm just, not going to rewrite the story now at this point. I mean, they could have carried this on to another issue if they'd wanted. Right. Yeah. Um, it turns out that ricocheted energy beam made Matter Eater Lad super fat for some reason. Somehow it changed his shape. So he's, uh, completely round, like Bouncing Boy Like Bouncing Boy used to be, yeah. Uh, and in fact, Bouncing Boy himself notes that once they've returned to their headquarters, holy calories, you look like I did before I lost my bouncing boy powers and had to leave the Legion. We've also discussed that bouncing boy was overweight even when he had his powers but was not using them. His, yes. His default shape was, uh, we used to call it husky in my day. <laughs> Husky, I used to have husky jeans as a kid. And so why losing his powers? It's like he, having a baby on TV. You have a baby and then you're automatically thin. 
Why right. losing his powers made him automatically thin, I haven't figured that out. Maybe he was able to finally go on a diet, that diet that he'd been waiting to go on. Who knows? And th- you know what I hate? Okay, so, uh, okay, what I liked about this this two-part series yes, was that the boys get outwitted by Nardo every single time. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked that. I liked that he wrote a spy into the story. Mm-hmm. That uh, that Edmund Hamilton wrote a spy into the story. I think it was very clever, and that spy was Weight Wizard. I did not like that. Um, the boys really aren't, weren't that clever. They really didn't save the day. It was the girls who we never really got to see, except a couple glimpses of. We never got to see any of the action inside. Right. We don't know what they did. We don't know if, if he had them making crafts. You know in. in for for discipline, or you know whether they just sat around and talked and gossiped, we don't, or, or whether they they read books, we don't know anything about them at all. We just got the guys who are trying to constantly break out of prison, and they're getting caught every time. Um, and the girls, they're barely featured, but yet the girls saved the day. Mm-hmm. Might be an interesting exercise to rewrite this story from the girls' perspective, comics writers of the current day. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, you're right. Uh, we've often lamented about the status of women in the 1960s as reflected in popular culture. Right. Well, as I said, we were always carrying our current perspective into this when we're looking at things that are, you know, these, these things that are over 40 years old. Right. But, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sort of leave on a, a you know, that kind of a note. But uh, I just was, I thought it was great that, you know, that they got outwitted. I, I thought that they, it was cool that they had a spy. I was not happy about the fact that we didn't get to see enough of the women. Um, um, well, we can bring the mood up because I'm going to insert some dialogue based on the artwork that I see in the last panel. <laughs> Matter eater lads, fat. <laughs> <laughs> they are all laughing, They're aren't they? They're all laughing. Yeah. The end. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was the last issue written by Edmund Hamilton. What happened to Edmund Hamilton? Well, he uh, just left comics. He continued writing science fiction novels. He died in 1977. Oh, okay. He was born in Youngstown, Ohio. Did I mention that? (gasps) I'm also from Ohio. You are? Mm -hmm. Indeed. Um, Next issue, we get a new writer for the Legion of Superheroes. We do. Uh, I'm not going to tell you his name, and I'm not going to tell you anything about him, because that's going to be a surprise for the next time we look at the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. But it was a an influential change, and a an important, albeit controversial, figure in comics history. Wow. Yeah. I'm very excited. You should be. Okay. Because we're coming up for a string of exciting stories. All right. All right. Anything to add? Uh, I got my tattoo um, refreshed yes, today. Yes, yes. Congratulations. It's been burning me the whole time that I'm in here. Cool. That's exactly what is supposed to happen, I think. Yeah, it's uh, yes, it's fresh. It's only a few hours old. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Can you see in the infrared spectrum? No, but it certainly feels like I can. <laughs> Often, a burning sensation is indicative of superpowers developing, but you're a little old for that. That should have happened in like 13, 14. Oh, if only. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do was to be able to fly. Well. Fly or make myself, know, invi- uh, make myself intangible. No, is that right? Uh, walk, walk through solid objects. What do you yeah, call Yeah, intangible. Intangible, mm-hmm. yeah. It could happen still. 
What do you think? Yeah, I mean... <gasps> I woke up the other night conducting a piece in my sleep. Is that why... Then This is a true story. We were driving down the road today, and there was a conductor's baton laying in the middle of the road. It was so weird. We live out in the middle of nowhere. In the country in West Virginia. Right. So I don't know if, you know, Rostropovich is living across the street <laughs> or something. <laughs> Who knows? Um... You can find us on social media at go go check pod. That's all one word. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your downloaded content from. And you can find us here every week, pretty much. Bob. Yeah. Will I be here next week? You won't. You'll be gone. I'm gonna get a guest star. Don't worry. Oh I'm going to Montana, aren't I? The same Yes, hey, if you're in Montana, anyone, uh, you can go hear Dr. Husband sing. At the Montana Early, Early Music, Music Festival. Festival yeah. Just Google that. You'll find all the information we'll you need. We'll be in Butte, Missoula, Helena, and uh, I always forget. Bozeman. Sometimes we both go, but more often than not, only one at a time. Last year you went. This year yep. I'm going. It's because we're always working on another show during the time. So, Or, you know, some of us have a stupid real job. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all for this time. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.